Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. On this episode of the Oklahoma Breakdown with Iker and Lehman, presented by Riverwind Casino, OU legend Sterling Shepard joins us for an interview. We talked to Sterling about his time at OU and about his NFL career with the New York Giants. And then we finish up by giving you our winners and losers of the weekend. Please download and subscribe to the podcast, rate it five stars, and write us a good review. Follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Just search Oklahoma Breakdown on any of those, and you'll find us. All right. Our man Michael Hosty will kick this thing off. It's time for the Oklahoma Breakdown. It's beautiful Monday, May 17th, and you're listening to the Oklahoma Breakdown with Iker and Lehman, presented by Riverwind Casino. Riverwind is Oklahoma City's premier casino experience, and your health and safety are Riverwind's number one priorities. There's so many reasons why there are so many reasons why Riverwind is consistently voted OKC's number one casino, but it all starts with their amazing variety of gaming thrills and excitement. Riverwind's beautiful, award-winning environment plays host to more than 2,800 of the latest electronic games with a huge selection of table games, including Blackjack, Blackjack Match, Roulette, and Craps. No matter what your game, Riverwind has it in spades and hearts. And Fridays in May from 6 p.m. to midnight, you can win your share of $80,000 in cash and bonus play in Riverwind's $80,000 Wildflowers and Winnings promotion. If you need help finding your way, just visit Riverwind.com, Riverwind Casino, simply the one. Now, recording this on Sunday night, please don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Also, let us know who you want, who you want us to try to get on the podcast. And we've got one of the best wide receivers ever to do it at Oklahoma on this episode, Ted Sterling Shepard. And it it's a fun conversation. Oh, it's going to be awesome. Uh, Shep is a beast one of my favorite players to watch and cover at OU for sure yeah he's he's great and Oklahoma City guy love it love when the Oklahoma City guys are doing well and he is having a tremendous pro career okay good weekend any do I I feel like I need to check in on t-ball stories like any t-ball stories just any updates no t-ball we had a t-ball free weekend um it was really pretty laid back kind of needed a laid back weekend, you know, after being sunburned and wind burned last week, it was nice to just chill out a little bit. So it was pretty relaxing. Okay. Before we get to our interview with Sterling, uh, I wanted to share a story from the weekend. So my wife and I were running some errands, 
you know, getting some baby stuff. And then she, she wanted to get some new glasses. So she's picking out some new glasses at Warby Parker here in Oklahoma city. And I'm just standing around. I'm, I'm not doing anything. And I was just spacing. I don't even know what, but I, I must've done like a practice golf swing or something. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm just standing there just not doing anything. So I, I, I must've done that because one of the employees pulls me over. He's like, Hey man, Hey, let me tell you a story. And I'm like, what in the world? Uh, all right. So one of the Warby Parker employees pulls me over. He's like, Hey, have you heard, uh, the uh, Vietnam POW story. I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about, man. And I really didn't. I had no clue. And he proceeds to tell me the story about a guy that I guess was a decent golfer. And he was a prisoner of war in Vietnam. And every day when he was like in captivity, I don't know if that's the way to put it, but he would visualize every detail of his favorite golf course. And he just visualize it in his head, like everything about it, every shot. And according to this Warby Parker employee, when this guy, this prisoner of war got home, even though he hadn't touched a club in like years, he went out to that course that he had been visualizing all those years and shot like a 74, including a hole in one on the first hole. I, so wow. have you heard this story? Have Never. you heard, have you no. ever heard? Okay. Cause I hadn't either. And I feel like I haven't heard all the sports stories, but this seems like one that we would know, right? Oh, for sure. This is, this is one of those that, um, you feel like they would have already had like, uh, a like a real sports or a movie or some type of coverage on it. And maybe they have, I just haven't seen it, but. That's amazing. If it's true. Well, even if it's not true, it's still a good story. Just don't tell me if it's not. <laughs> right. But so I'm listening to this guy tell the story. And in my head, half of my brain is like, wow, this is awesome. And the other half is like, this is total bullshit. This did not happen. <laughs> like golf's impossible. Right. Like I, I'm all about the power of visualization. Like I get it. It's huge in sports now, sports psychology. I'm a big believer in all that stuff. So, like, right when we get in the car after I'm on Google, I'm searching. I'm like, is this real? So, the story, because I Googled it, and there's a few different versions of the story. But the one I stumbled on the most in my Google search was about a guy named Major James either Naismith or Neesmith. I, I, I'm not sure. Nesmith, maybe N E S M E T H. Let's go with Nesmith. Mm -hmm. But here's uh, according to a couple different stories on Google, but there's no like actual sources. So I'm even right. more skeptical now. But so the story goes that he was a decent golfer, guy that shot in the 90s, uh, similar to Sterling Shepard. You'll, you'll hear about that later, ladies and gentlemen. But he served in Vietnam was a prisoner of war for seven years and was kept in some small cage the entire time. And to help pass the time when he was a prisoner of war, he would play 18 holes 
every single day in his head. He'd visualize getting dressed, lacing his shoes, tucking his shirt in. He'd think about the weather. He'd think about every detail of every shot. Grip, where he wanted to put the ball, where he wanted to land, like everything. And he'd do it every single day for seven years. Wow. And and as the legend goes, he got home, and the first time he played that course he was visualizing the entire time, he shot a 74. So basically a 20-shot improvement without touching a club for seven years. There, there's no possible way this is true, right? Because there would be a movie or a book or something because – I kind of believe it now because it's quite it's quite a few places, but there's no like concrete, yeah. factual evidence or anything. I want to believe it, Teddy. I want to believe it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I'm going to believe it because it Look never hurts you. to believe in good things. So I'm going to believe it. I'm really interested in his daily playing of the full round of golf, including getting dressed. I'm guessing the drive to the course, handing your clubs over to the uh, the gentleman there at the the club drop to put into the cart, or maybe he's walking it. I think that's fascinating and a hell of a way to pass some miserable time, I guess. And I mean, I wonder if he ever hit into the group in front of him, uh, playing through some of these rounds in his head. Get out of my way, <laughs> asshole! Too long. <laughs> that's awesome though i love that story that's so basically the reason i brought it up is if anyone knows anything about this story please send it to us on twitter at ted at ted layman 11 at gabe eichard because if this is true how how is this not a movie how is this not a thing like or maybe there is a movie and we just don't know but if you have any information about this send it our way because it's a fascinating story if it's true, what do you do if for seven years playing this course every day in your head, you get up to the number one tee box and every day you've pured the three iron, just a little tug draw around the trees, nice and low into the into the breeze. And instead of doing that, as you visualize it every day, you like yank hook it left into the pond that's running there next to the tee box. Like what do you just, you hit, you hit someone on the driving range. (laughs) You just like, well, (laughs) it's much more fun playing it in my head, but Hey, that's, that's great. I love it. I hope it's true. I really do. Um, Me and you, we're going to start visualizing golf shots at night. Now, before I go to bed, I'm going to play it. We're going to do it. I'm playing the back nine at Augusta tonight. There we go. I don't know if we can get on that course, but if you can, let's do it. Don't need to. That's I need to visualize myself. Forget the golf. Visualize myself just getting onto the course. Like that's the thing I need to visualize. That's the goal right there. <laughs> okay, let's get to our interview with Sterling Shepard. But first, First Fidelity Bank is a full service financial institution based in Oklahoma with tailored solutions for all your personal and business needs. Checking accounts, saving accounts, home loans, and much more. They do it all. Whether it's online banking from your computer or mobile banking from your phone, everything is stress-free with FFB. Making mobile deposits, paying bills online, and moving money to different accounts could not be easier. First Fidelity Bank also provides free ATMs worldwide, making banking convenient wherever you are. They also give back to the community. 
FFB donates a total of more than $500,000 to local charities and educational foundations. Make your life easier and go bank at First Fidelity Bank. Visit ffb.com for more information. And don't forget, make sure you send your kids to Bishop McGinnis Catholic High School. Bishop McGinnis Catholic High School has a long tradition of educational excellence. They know that children need to be in school and are doing everything possible to make that happen. Bishop McGinnis students were welcomed back last August and saw very few interruptions in 2020. With a 12 to 1 student to teacher ratio, no student is overlooked. Bishop McGinnis's college prep curriculum offers 22 AP courses. If you want to provide the best possible educational and spiritual development for your children, contact Bishop McGinnis Catholic High School or visit bmchs.org. Financial aid is available. All right, here he is. Here's Sterling Shepard. It is our pleasure to be joined by one of the best wide receivers in the history of Oklahoma football. You also see him running around out there on Sundays. He used to wear 87. He'll be back in three this season for the New York Giants. Sterling Shepard is in the house. Shep, what is going on, man? What's up, my man? That was a hell of an introduction. I, I It was pre-prepared. I, I, I put some time into it. Right? <laughs> I, I put a little time into it. Okay, I, let, let's get right to that. Right, because the NFL changes the rule number, the uh, number rule, and wide receivers can wear single digits now. You are making the switch back to number three for next season. How special is it to you? Because I know how much that number means to you. How special is it to be able to wear that on Sundays, man? Bro, it's super special. I mean, uh, that number means so much to me. You know, my dad used to wear that number, and uh, that's kind of where he made his name at Oklahoma, uh, wearing that number on his back. So uh, I always wanted to follow in his footsteps, and I've been number three. So my dad passed when I was six. I had been number three uh, from that point on, and uh, playing in Little League, playing in high school, you know, I've always been number three. So it feels good to have it back on my back. I was just kind of reaching, like, you know, when I was a rookie, it was like, dang, what do I do now? And my dad bounced around the league a little bit, but he stuck with 87 the longest, I think. So that was the reason why I went with it. Um, but, yeah, it feels good to be back in the number three. That feels home to me. Was it a race? I mean, there's a lot of guys that like those single digits. Whenever they make yeah. that rule, was it a race to call the equipment guy? Yeah, I mean, yeah, right whenever they, right whenever they made the rule, I was on the phone. Um, but he was like, man, you got seniority and you're the longest tenure giant, which is super weird being the longest tenure giant in six years. And, um, yeah, I mean, he was like, you got, you got, uh, the reins to whatever number you want. And I told him three and, um, you know, coach judge, let me go ahead and do it. That dude, that's crazy. You're the longest tenured guy on the team. Is that not nuts? That's crazy. You're getting old, man. Bro, old. <laughs> I feel old. No, no, no. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about your giant stuff. I, I do want to, you know, talk about some of the stuff from OU. Obviously, that, that's always fun to rehash with you, man. But, okay, so what's going on now, right? It, it's normally a time where you guys would be in OTAs. You guys be doing things in the facility. So, I know each team's situation seems to be a little different depending on what the guys on the team want to do, but what's kind of the situation with the Giants? Yeah. um, So, you know, you have different phases and, um, you know, COVID is still a thing. So guys are still worried about COVID. Um, Some guys are worried about the injury aspect. 
so we've just been talking as a team on kind of what we wanted to do and we want to be united in, in our um, in, in what we do. Uh, but yeah, we kind of got everything's kind of split right now. It's kind of up in the air whether uh, we're going to come back phase three or we're going to come back on Monday uh, tomorrow, actually. So I think a couple of guys are going to go back and then um, we'll see about uh, phase three. What's it been like? You know, a, a lot of a lot of players don't have the opportunity. Like you said, you're the most tenured guy there. You you're kind of there during the changeover of uh, a quarterback that played for a long time was like, you know, known as as the Giants quarterback forever. I mean, God, what was it, 15 years or something like yeah. that, or maybe more? And yeah. then a new young guy comes in. So there's got to be there's got to be a little uneasiness, maybe maybe excitement. Whatever you've got a, a new young arm in there. Just what's it kind of been like through that process of changing over from storied veteran to the new young guy? Yeah, I mean, I kind of got prepared for that. I played with four different quarterbacks at Oklahoma, so um, I'm kind of used to that. But, uh, yeah, like you said, I mean, Eli had everything down pat. He was able to tell me my route and then three other guys, whatever they needed to run. Um, and it's a little different. I mean, you have a young guy, he's trying to uh, figure out his way, and then, you know, he's got a lot on his plate. But um, Daniel's a smart guy. Um, he wants to be great. And, um, I mean, he puts in the work every day. Like, I, I, I take my hat off to him. He's the first one in the building, last one to leave always in the meeting room, um, always trying to pick our brains on what we're thinking. Uh, so I really appreciate the way that he works, and um, he, he's made some strides for sure. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So I know they're completely different players, right? Eli just, you know, guy that's won Super Bowls. He's a legend. Daniel Jones, a little more of an athletic dude, but yeah. I don't know if it's just the way they dress or what, man, but are they like the same person <laughs> or are they just completely different guys? The, when you get to know them, they're completely different. But if you look at it from the outside, it's like, dang, these guys are similar. Like the way that they dress too. <laughs> I, like, I always tell Daniel that I was like, bro, you live in New York city now. Like we, we got to take the the khaki shorts off and the, you know what I mean? Like I'm always on his head about it, but uh, yeah, man, if you're looking at it on the outside, but their personality is totally different. I mean, 
Eli was a big prankster, bro. Like once he's pranking somebody every day, like stuck sticking grass in your mouth. I don't want to give anything away in case one of the the new guys see it. I'm a, I'm gonna use it on them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, it's got to be crazy though. So whenever you are going through a, to get a new quarterback, like it's it's a lot of reps and and throwing with them and learning, you know, just some of the small little nuances. What's it been like to not have normal offseason, normal um, like OTAs and mini camp and just like the typical things, just being around mm-hmm. your quarterback day in, day out like you typically are? Has that been tough to overcome? Um, not really. I mean, we've we've taken it upon ourselves to go get together. So, I mean, we've taken, what, three trips already and we'll spend a week, week and a half with each other. We'll like run a crib somewhere. And I mean, that's all we're doing is throwing. And then we go work out, do it all over again the next day. So who pays? Doing that's got to be on the quarterback, right? QB's oh, got to pay get, for that. To get out, oh, to get everybody together and get everybody out there. Yeah. I, I go half with him sometimes and then Saquon will chip in. But, you know, he's he's been injured. So he's, he hasn't been able to make every single one of them. But usually he helps us out as well. That's cool. That's yeah. that's interesting. I'm with you, Teddy. I feel like that's uh, all on the quarterback situation. Hey, man, listen, that's part of the deal. If you're going to get all the credit when we win, you're going to foot the bill for the the BRB or whatever it is whenever we're going to hang out and throw. Dude, he's always yapping about it, too. Man, I'm always (laughs) the one. Nah, I don't want to hear it. (laughs) That's uh, the second contract will come. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Yeah, he'll be fine. Oh, yeah, he'll be good. Okay, so you've played – with some some other really good receivers, man, in New York. Now, like like you said, you're the one that's around. Now, you all signed Kenny Galladay. You've played with Odell. You've played with Golden Tate. Like, you've played with some really good players. What's that been like, playing with other elite talents in that room with you? Yeah. I mean, it helps me, bro, because I'm one guy that I, I never stop learning. Like, Golden was really good with finding the zones and getting open, and I just kind of picked his brain with that. Then you have Odell, who's just like, he's a freak athlete. But just from the route standpoint, I was always picking his brain on the routes. And then Victor Cruz as well, like his yak was out of this world. So just different things from each and every guy. I'm, I'm constantly asking questions. And, uh, yeah, I'm not afraid to, to learn some new stuff even going into year six. You pay much attention to the draft. I, I know um, took a wide receiver in the first round, but is that something you pay much attention to or – just we'll see what the roster looks like when we finally show up. Yeah, that's that's kind of what it comes down to. I mean, uh, you got to put it on the field. You got to put it on the field every day of practice and uh, we'll all see it. So, uh, yeah, I don't I don't pay too much attention to it. I know that we took a receiver and then uh, what, what do we get in a second? Uh, uh, outside even, linebacker. Outside linebacker. So, yeah, the, I mean, the, uh, the, the kid from Georgia, pretty good player. Yeah, good player. So. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing those young guys. Uh, I'll probably go into the building tomorrow just to meet a couple of them. Um, but yeah, we you we will get a chance to roast Rodarius Williams, a corner from Oklahoma State. So took him in the sixth round. That's that's what I'm waiting on. Okay, now I got somebody to get a little bet with. <laughs> I I don't think he's gonna want any part of that bet. <laughs> no, nah, things have been going, man. <laughs> I don't think so either. But it is it is funny. It, you, I, I think you can roast Kadarius Tony too. So that's the Florida kid they took in the first round. 
I read some article like his cleats didn't fit or something in rookie minicamp, <laughs> and there's they had pictures of him running around with no shoes on. I was, no like, shoes on. I was like, this is professional football. What are we doing? Hey, <laughs> I'm gonna have to get in his ear about that one. Yeah, that'd be great. No, no big deal. DB, step on your feet with cleats out there, running around barefoot. Jeez. Yeah. I'm surprised yeah. they let that happen. I know. I got to talk to the equipment guys about that. Oh, you know, hey, you know those equipment guys are sensitive, man. They, they oh, If you blame bro. them, they're going to be – It's it, it'll be a wrap if you blame them. They're, they're going to get all upset about it. So just leave, leave those equipment guys alone, man. They work, yeah. they work hard. They, they wash your laundry, and they will That's leave it in the, in, the, in the locker. <laughs> That's true. You don't mess with those guys. Okay, so last week, schedule comes out, right? And and I know every player approaches it differently. Mm-hmm. But when, when it comes out, there are certain things you look at. So I, I was looking at y'all's schedule, uh, kind of interesting, three out of the last four divisional games, kind of the NFL setting up, possibly a fun scenario for the season to end on there. You've got two Monday night games. Now, one is at Kansas City and the other one's at Tampa Bay. So, not, Definitely. you know, great opportunities. That's what we'll call okay. those, great opportunities. But yep. when that schedule comes out each and every year, what, what do you kind of look at as a player? Man, I honestly don't even pay attention to it. Like, we've got 17 games. That's the way I look at it. And I don't care who it is. I just want to be prepared. I want the team to be prepared every week. Um, so there's not one specific thing that I really look at. Uh, I always look at the game opener. So we've got the Broncos at home, which is pretty dope. Uh, finally get to get back in front of some fans. So uh, super excited about that part of it. What's your routine like right now? Is it are, are you obviously like typically this time of year, a lot of people, not everyone, but a lot of guys are starting to get around the facility quite a bit and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, off season workouts and stuff like that. But since that's been different the last couple of years, like what's your daily routine like? Yeah. I mean, so I've, I've been out in Arizona with Odell and Saquon for the past like two and a half months. And, uh, we've been out there training and we'll be golfing the rest of the time. But, uh, yeah, man, we, we, we were out there, so we would get up at around 9 o'clock, get a workout in, and then um, around noon we would we'd probably finish that workout, get treatment, and then come back in for a second session. We usually do like a pool pool session, and then, um, yeah, golf from there. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much my routine. And then uh, I just got back to New Jersey, so I've been going up into the facility um just going up there around six nobody's in the gym and uh get a workout with one of the guys up there so uh we're gonna get to the golf game i saw teddy's face light up when you mentioned golf <laughs> Te- hey teddy's big into golf bro and i'm i'm getting into it as well like I, i'm starting to get the itch, man. but I'm not any good, but I love playing. It's just, I, yeah, I just like the drinking aspect it. of it. It's great. Dude, me too. Crack up, crack open the cold one, man. Hey, nothing like it. And but, the course is out in Scottsdale. Beautiful. Too. Oh my gosh, oh, beautiful, There's bro. Not many, not many better places to play golf than Scottsdale, especially this time of year. It's yeah, perfect. Sure. But how is how is Saquon looking? Obviously. Tough injury for him early last year. Uh, I assume that he's bounced back well off the knee uh, since you've been training with him. And obviously, key part of y'all's season coming up. Uh, he looking good? Yeah, man, he's looking good. Uh, he's confident, and um, you know that's the way that's the way you want him to be. You want his head to be strong, and 
uh, it has been thus far. So, um, yeah, I let I let him talk on his uh, on his behalf. But yeah, I'm just, he looks I'm good just to curious me. what your golf game looks like after getting out from under that. Here we go, with Saquon. I you mean, know, the is, spot rack. Oh man, dude, that dude's like a 600, 700 pound squatter, right? Dude, I'm telling you, I try to keep up with him, but it becomes a point where it's like, man, hey, we don't have any more weights left. Trying to, trying to kill myself. In here. <laughs> Real, the bar is bending and everything. <laughs> we are out of weights. Yeah. Okay. Man. How how is how's the golf game? What 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 are we looking at? We looking under a hundred, between one hundred and one twenty. And hey, some of those courses out in Scottsdale, it's not those. You're probably not playing some chump tough, course. Bro. So tough, tough courses, bro. I played Scottsdale National. Uh, uh yeah, Scottsdale National. Uh, we ended up not being able to finish it because we had some other stuff going on. But yeah, I'm usually around like 95. I get in the hundred. I get in the hundreds from time to time. I'm not very consistent, bro. There ain't nothing hey, wrong with I'm gonna keep it real. I'm no, gonna keep it hey, real. That's 95. Hey, 95 if you're living at 95, you're having a good time, man. That's, yeah, that's I'm just fine. having a good time, bro. That's what I go out there for. I got two kids ripping and running, so it's good to get four hours to go out there and hit some balls. That's a good deal. No, it's fun. Mm-hmm. That's a good place to play, and it's good to have something to do to kind of burn some of that extra energy so yeah. how, how much how much have you kept up with the Sooners do you, do you follow the team quite a bit you've been watching these guys man to be honest whenever everybody left that I knew uh I stopped following as much um but yeah I'll, I'll hear stuff every now and then and then if there's a big game I'm obviously gonna watch that so your senior year at OU was Lincoln's first year right yeah he, he was came in OC, yeah came in as the OC, he comes in and I was looking at your college stats and your production, you, you had a really productive junior year, but then your production skyrockets yeah. your senior year, right? All-American, Blitnikoff finals, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. What was there? And now it probably had a lot to do with Baker being the quarterback. That probably didn't hurt things. But sure. when, when he arrived, was there a moment where you're like, damn, okay, yeah, this – this dude is is different when it comes to the call and plays, design and things. Uh, I can't pinpoint it to one uh, specific thing, but man, I mean, you get his energy. I remember the first meeting when he first came in. He was like, "I don't care what you've done up to this point. Um, I'm, everybody's going to come in here and compete for a job." And I was like, "Man, this dude means business." So I wanted to show him what I had every every day. And at that point, I had been pretty established. I made some plays. Um, but I just wanted to show him what I was about. And I mean, he's a genius when it comes to calling plays, bro. Genius. Never seen anything like it. I knew he was going to be a head coach at some point. I didn't know it was going to happen so fast. Um, but yeah, at some point I knew he was. What's your, you got like a favorite, favorite play or favorite game, favorite situation that, that you look back on at Oklahoma? Favorite play. Probably say, the one that stands out to me most is probably Tennessee um, scoring that when I jumped over that guy and went into the end zone. Yeah, that that was probably the most memorable play that I had. I love the funniest thing about that is it doesn't like the internet sucks for a million reasons, but every now and then there's something great. And I remember that it wasn't like 10 minutes after the game, I look on Twitter and they've got, a picture they've got the picture of you like going into the end zone 
but it looks like you're riding a unicorn. Have you seen that picture? <laughs> yeah, I saw it right after the game. That was so funny. That was it. such a cool game. That atmosphere was insane, man. Ooh, that's the loudest stadium I've ever played in, 100%. That's what everyone everyone that went to that game, and I, I was still playing then, so everyone that went to that game, like my, my wife is there. She said it was, I mean, just insane how loud it was. Dude, I'm telling you, loudest game I've ever played in. And it, we played in some pretty They also cool had the – a semi truck of speakers right behind the benches playing uh, uh, "Turn Down for What" on every single third down. You yeah, just bro. feel it in your chest. <laughs> Crazy. So, I, I was thinking about that play. You know that picture that every OU fan knows. You jumping over the guy from Tennessee, and I, I know you're quite the businessman. And this NFT thing has like exploded. I know, right? I've been hearing a lot about it. So. I was thinking, I was like, why doesn't he sell that to some OU fan as an NFT? Dude, I'm telling you, some OU fan out there would pay good money for that. I don't know how much, but it's hey, would. more than zero. <laughs> Gabe, you might be on to something, dog. I, hey, this is I'm here to help you, man. <laughs> I'm here to help you. I'm here to I'm here to make the shepherd family. Yeah, like you said, two kids. You can never have too much money, man. You ain't lying. Well, hey, we'll text about that. That's that's a good idea. I'll, got, I'll, I'll do some it? research. I'll try to figure out how to do that stuff. Uh, <laughs> I don't know anything about that shit, but I'll try. Like, some people act like they know. Like I can kind of like explain what it is to a certain degree. I, but I can explain just, the definition that I've read like 20 times now. But yeah, but it's it. like, right. yeah. I don't know anything about the technology. I don't know how it works. I'm not, I don't know anything about the, the Ethereum blockchain. Like no, I got nothing, no, guys. No shot, no shot. <laughs> you got any guys on the team? Like, cause I was lucky whenever... Uh, I played that always played with a bunch of Texas guys and I could always take some good money off of them whenever the OU Texas game came around. Uh, oh, yeah. You got any guys on the team that, that you guys uh, do some jawing back and forth on the, with the college stuff? See, that's the problem. No, we didn't have anybody else on the, in the big 12 last season. So I wasn't able to, to bet anybody or, you know, do anything like that, which was kind of bummer. So I'm glad that we got, uh, old boy in the seventh round. Now I got somebody I can put a little wager on there with. Like it. that. That's that's sad to hear that there wasn't any other Big Twelve guys. But that's kind of <laughs> how it's been going. I man. know. <laughs> it's getting better. It's yeah. getting better. Hey, Sarkeesian will get things rolling at Texas. Maybe. Hey, Lance Leipold, new guy at Kansas. Maybe yeah. Kansas will get maybe. Better. Oh man. Yeah. But I doubt it. okay, this is something I've always wondered. And now that, you know, you've been part of the Giants organization for so long, but you hear a lot about how tough it can be playing in the New York market, right? Because of all the media coverage in your experience, is it really that bad? Like, have you had any crazy stuff happened like you or your family or anything, or is it, do you think that stuff's kind of blown out of proportion? Uh, I think it's, I think it's blown out of proportion a bit. I mean, that's all that was stressed to me whenever I first walked into that building was, you know, the, the media can be pretty brutal here and, and it's, it's a tough place to play. I will say that uh, the fans are tough on you. The media is tough on you, but I mean, I haven't really had any like really bad experiences with them at all. So it may be blown out of a little proportion to me, but to some others, maybe a little different. I, all I remember about playing in New York was, uh, everyone behind the benches. Now, I, this is as a visitor. Just mm -hmm. sit there and drop F-bombs at the players for uh, three and a half straight hours, which, oh, you know, gosh. you kind of expect, but I'm like, it's like they paid a bunch of money to come cuss at the players 
So I'm sure it's probably like that on the home side too sometimes. But yeah, oh yeah, a hundred percent, hundred percent. I know what you're talking about. So what, what do you think? Because you've been there through uh, some different coaching staffs quite a bit now. What, what do you think of the new regime? Man, I, Coach Judge is. Uh, He's a tough coach, man. He's a tough coach, but that's what we needed. I mean, uh, I've never, for the uh, previous two coaches, we didn't do any conditioning or anything like that. Uh, but I will say last year was my first year really having the condition. Uh, kind of felt like Oklahoma all over again. But uh, you know what? It was honestly good for us. We were getting to the fourth quarter, and, um, I mean, those guys would be wheezing, and we were like nothing happened. So, uh, I will say he's uh, he's whipping us into shape, but it, it's all for good. How go, going from all you know all the continuity we had at OU, you had at OU, right? How weird was it? Like three head coaches already in your career. I mean, that just had to be weird. But going from the stability of the situation with Bob, and then mm -hmm. having what McAdoo, Shermer, and now Judge, like. How how weird was it having to reset each time? Yeah. I mean, I was kind of prepared, like, with the playbook and everything because, you know, we went from Hypo to to Coach Riley, and I was able to pick that system up pretty fast. And then when we went from McAdoo to Shermer, um, it was kind of similar. The, the offenses were kind of, kind of similar. Um, so that was, that was the easy part about it. But, yeah, I mean, that's just the nature of the business, man. Like you're going to have rotating teammates every other week. Um, it's just the way the business goes, man. And, and I kind of got used to it. What's the, you, you got big personal goals for this upcoming season. Is, is there some benchmarks or certain things that you're wanting to accomplish this year? Yeah, man. I, so we actually had to write down our goals last week and my number one was play all 17. And I have had, two seasons where I've missed, uh, I think I've missed a total of eight games in those two seasons. So I want to get back uh, to playing all 17 and being able to, being able to help my teammates out. Yeah. How, how difficult was last season? Like, cause you guys were in the NFC race, NFC East mm -hmm. race for so long and it yeah. kept dragging on, but you were banged up. So what was that tough on you personally last year, knowing that you could be out there contributing and helping the team and y'all were still in the playoff picture, but body yeah, just bro. wouldn't allow it. Yeah. I mean, you know how it is, man. Like when you can't be out there with your brothers and you see them grinding every day, it's, it's a bummer. Um, so that's the way I was feeling. Uh, I was trying to do all I could just to, you know, help them around with the team, you know, just being a leader and stuff, but it's not the same if you're not out there. So, uh, I was I was excited to get back out there and I was able to help at a pretty crucial time. So I think we had the Eagles on like a Sunday night is when I came back and or yeah, Sunday night. And then um, we got things rolling after that. So it was pretty good. And we gave ourselves a fighting chance. When you said play all 17, it just sounds so weird, but it That's made me weird. think to ask you, how thrilled are you about that extra football game you get to play in? <laughs> <sighs> man it's it's a struggle you know bro your body after 16 is already like man uh, damn near checking out and uh yeah we've got another game but i mean it's it's all the way you look at stuff it's all about perspective so got another game another chance to uh, boost the season i guess you've got 17 and a lot of them are on a field 
that people kind of make it sound like it's cursed or something. Like, have you noticed anything weird about the field? Because people dude, it's like guys, some guys seem to be like scared to go play there now. Yeah, I know. But they test, they tested out the field. I think after everybody started getting on Twitter and was talking about it and they tested it and it was only like one specific cleat that like Bosa and all of them were wearing. It's a Jordan cleat, but it has like a different bottom to it. And that's the only cleat that they ruled like not acceptable because it grabbed too much on the turf. And I'm signed by Jordan. So I was like, yo, do I don't have this bottom, do I? And I, I was good. But um, yeah, I think it, the field is fine to me. I haven't, I haven't had any problems with it. Yeah, that's wild. That 17 games is just – it's so. I'm with you. It's so much. And I, I was curious to see, was there any conversation among, like, I don't know who the Giants uh, NFL PA right. rep is, but was there much conversation at all with the players about that, or was that just kind of punched through? No, it was kind of punched through. I mean, that was two years ago uh, when we were negotiating a new CBA. And uh, I guess, you know, they had been going back and forth about it. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't, I missed that meeting. Actually, there was a conference call, but yeah, they, they came up with that. I don't know who accepted it or, or what. Okay. This is my last giants question. Mm-hmm. How often does someone bring up the boat picture? to you? <laughs> Do you, you know what? So they said that we were playing Miami for the 17th game and everybody just went berserk. <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> I mean, the picture was everywhere. It was like it just happened or something. I was like, oh, man, here we go with this again. I'll, I'll never be let up for that. <laughs> Dude, I will Ever. say this, bro. At least you look good in it. At least at least you're looking good. Bro, we were out there in Timberlands and jeans. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> it was 85, 90 degrees. That's what pretty- were y'all doing? <laughs> I mean... Dude. It's a long story. <laughs> long story, long story. Yeah, you were – I mean, you, it, it's hard to, to get a real feel what the weather's going to be whenever uh, you're coming from up north. But uh, how, how cool is it to watch, you know, some of the OU guys have, have big success in the league, man, because there's some guys that are making some, some great money. They're making great mm-hmm. plays. They're winning games. Baker takes Cleveland to the playoffs. I mean, uh, that's a huge accomplishment right there. And you just got a bunch of teammates out there that that group that you play with, they're doing really good things. Yeah, I mean, I was super happy for Joe. I know that he got his check at the beginning of the last season. Um, and then he ended up getting injured, right? But, uh, yeah, was he he got, but he had signed, he'd signed a big contract already. Yeah, yeah, he had signed it. So I was, I was super happy for him about that. And, uh, yeah, Baker, I mean, he, what, he was going into the season – and uh, people were talking about he wasn't going to be the starting quarterback by the middle of the season. He ended up showing him up. But, you know, that's that's the way he's built, man. Mm-hmm. He's built for the pressure. He's always had a chip on his shoulder. Like, I, I knew that he was going to he was going to turn it on. Yeah, he is. He's fun to watch, man. It, oh, he's yeah. one of those guys. I I was I was wondering when he went to the league, like if he would change at all, I was hoping he wouldn't because of how entertaining, but that dude has not changed one nah, bit. He won't. That's not, he's not going to change for anybody. <laughs> as long as he's, you know, it, it's like the more he's winning, the more it comes out. And Thank I feel you. like they're over the hump now. Like they got a oh, really yeah. good staff. They got a, a good roster. They've drafted really well. 
Yeah. So there, there were some sketchy times there for a little while, but I bet we're about to see full force Baker this year. Oh, I yeah. Bet. Oh, yeah. They're going to get things rolling. They got a nice little squad. Okay. Last one. We'll let you run. I'm about to be a dad. End of June. Baby Iker coming. End of June. What? You got are your boy? baby boy. Baby oh, boy. Man. Lucky dog you. <laughs> I know you've got kids. And I, I know girls, but the little differences there. Yeah. Give me all the dad advice. I need it all. I need I need the premium Sterling Shepherd dad advice. If I could give you one piece of advice. I mean, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to help out, bro. So them diapers, you know, you're gonna have to go ahead and change those diapers, man. And then wifey's gonna be tired at the beginning, like right at the beginning. She's gonna be super tired. So, you know, grab the baby, take a few hours, let her to go do her own thing. Trust me, it's worth it. It's worth it. I'll give you one more piece of advice, Gabe. Do not, no matter who says it, do not put the crib in your bedroom. Hey, right, no. Okay. Don't do it. Oh, that I mean, that's great. Some people put the crib in their bedroom. You got to put it in the kid's bedroom. Okay, that's- hold on. Is there like right off the bat? Kid, right off the bat. Yes, don't bro. even because we got they, they something. That, someone bought us something called a snoo or something. It's I, so that not your doesn't even work, bro. That stuff doesn't work. They're always gonna want to be held. But yeah, he's right, bro. Put that thing in another room in, in the baby's room because they'll be in there for forever. My my daughter sleep with me now. I'm telling you, if you if the baby starts in your room. It's right. going to wake both of you up every time, and you're both going to end up hating each other. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, if, if, you put the, if you put the baby in their room, you can rotate turns getting up. This feels like it's going to be a hard sell. You have put me in a very tough spot here. Uh, well, really? it, uh, I'll tell you, it's not going to be a hard sell because <laughs> you can either start off doing it or a weekend, that's what you're going to end up doing. <laughs> yep. Okay. I will i'll relay it hey guys i'll uh i'll start a group text i'll let you know how it goes right sterling hey man fun catching up uh excited for you for this season uh hope the wife and kids are doing well man appreciate it thank you guys man congratulations on that too you gate i i simply just did what i was told you know that (laughs) all right right, teddy good luck man good luck this season well, it doesn't sound like he's lived the boat pick down yet. <laughs> that I think that's, so one those, that's one of those things that's going to be brought up forever. I mean, no matter. And you, you know, when I was talking about the internet is so good, but so horrible. That's one of the things it's horrible at. The picture will live on forever. Yeah. But Shep is the only reason I cheer for the New York Giants. I've got no other reason to he's cheer great, for him. Man. He's so fun to watch, so talented. I'll hey, I'll tell I'll be honest. Whenever I saw that he was coming up in high school up in Oklahoma City, I was like, eh, yeah, I mean, come on. But man, year after year, he got better and better and better. He's still getting better. I, I remember hearing about him when I was in high school. And obviously went to Heritage Hall there in Oklahoma City. So I I had actually had the opportunity of seeing him play. And a lot of people 
talked about Barry Sanders Jr., who was on that team also. Right. And when I saw Shep play, I was like, no, that's that's the kid. That's that's, that's right the there. one right there. He's he's the one that's going to be a special player. And that was no disrespect to Barry. Barry was a really good player, but I, the first time I saw him, I was like, "Oh my gosh, he ain't that big, but he is electric." It's it's amazing, man. He's 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 done really really well for himself. Went straight to New York. Has uh, been productive every year. Married a supermodel. Hey, life is good for Shep. I was going to ask him about some of that stuff. I was like, ah, that's his personal life. We'll leave that alone. I was like, that, right. you know, you know that we'll, we'll leave that alone. Okay. Uh, let's get to our winners and losers of the weekend. But first, do you own a business? If you do, you need Insurica in your life. Insurica is one of the country's largest insurance brokers with 30 offices throughout Oklahoma, Texas, and the Southwest. Insurica is able to customize programs by accessing the latest information from many insurance carriers. They compare and contrast coverage offerings and pricing in order to design a cost-effective, comprehensive program to meet your business's specific needs. Insurica's clients become best-in-class businesses by working with Insurica's team of advisors to manage risk. Purchasing insurance is only one way to protect your business. Best-in-class businesses win by avoiding loss in the first place. If your business partners with Insurica, you'll save huge amounts of money and take back control of your total cost of risk. I'm an Insurica client, and you should be too. If your business wants to be best in class, connect with Insurica at Insurica.com. That's I-N-S-U-R-I-C-A.com. And make sure you connect with our friends at Advanced Weight Loss Clinic of Sand Springs. They'll help you execute a realistic and achievable weight loss plan designed for you and only you. They've got all kinds of treatments for men and women. Their licensed and trained experts combine diet and exercise with hormone therapies to maximize your results. If you're struggling with low libido or low energy, Advanced Weight Loss Clinic of Sand Springs can help with that too. They also offer Botox and fillers. To get on the path to losing weight, call 918-241-LOSE or visit their Facebook page. If you mention the podcast, you will get a free fat burner injection. Okay, Teddy, as always, kick us off. Who do you have as your winner of the weekend? Well, I thought about going with OU softball because once again, just fantastic. That was so fun, so entertaining. I thought we there was a chance we were going to have like a really close down to the wire game against Oklahoma State, um, and it looked like a couple of times that maybe they were going to try and make a game of it. But man, that it had everything: great hitting, great pitching, great fielding, solid robbed home runs, some diving plays in the outfield. OU softball, man, again, Big Twelve champs was awesome to watch again. But I had to go with Steph Curry. Unbelievable. Wins the the scoring championship for the for the NBA, and it's there's a couple of weird things. He's the oldest to do it since Jordan did it. Um, at what what was he thirty five? I think now it's unbelievable to think that Steph Curry is the oldest to win the scoring title. Like that, he's getting up there in age like that, but he is had eleven forty plus point games this year. Also the most to do that in their 12th season or later um, since Jordan did it. So uh, an unbelievable year. He's been absent from the league and the conversation around the league for a while because of uh, injury and then because of the Warriors and, and them being down. But he announced that he's not going anywhere this season. Not only was he the, the scoring title uh, winner, but he was the most exciting player in the NBA to watch during the regular season. Even though 
they ended up at just the eight seed, which, you know, is not, not what he's used to, but man, he was can't miss uh television when he was on. Yeah. And if you, if you watch that game against Memphis, it was, and back when the thunder and warriors had that rivalry going, there was always that impending doom that that avalanche was coming from yep. the warriors and he's had he's had so many games this year where the avalanche was just him man yeah. i mean he just and it's his 12th year in the league i mean it's hard to believe he's been in the league for that long but that performance against memphis i mean it was just fun to watch it it hurts my soul to say this but the Warriors are one of my favorite teams in the league to watch right now. I Isn't mean, it strange he, how much the dynamic has changed with the I, Warriors. I feel gross saying that, but <laughs> just because Draymond's still there, and you know, but even Draymond's playing better basketball this year. Like they're Draymond is a really good basketball player. That's not the problem. The problem is whenever his mouth gets going. And whenever you're in the eight seed, you just don't hear from him near as much. And that's a good thing for him and the NBA. Do you want, you want me to tell you something about the Warriors that's going to surprise you? Sure. Andrew Wiggins is almost averaging 19 points a game. Wow. Like, when's well, the last time you thought about Andrew Wiggins? You know, like, he is, he's scored at a high clip for him. He's playing good basketball. Now, Draymond yells in his face a lot, and he did it in the Memphis game. But, like... They are I, – I don't know if they got the magic that the We Believe Warriors back in the day with Baron Davis had, but Steph Curry is must-watch television right now. And that 7-8 game in the play-in tournament, that's going to be fun. Warriors It's going to be really interesting just to – because I can't even predict what my soul is going to – what way it's going to lean until that game actually tips off, you know, and you know, I will eventually at one point in the game have to root for one side. I'm guessing it's probably going to be golden state, even though I hate that team. I hate their coach, but I, I can't see myself in any way, shape or form cheering for LeBron and the Lakers. So I don't know. This is an easy situation. This is a classic all right, I'm going to flip a coin and bet on the team that wins the coin flip. <laughs> and then and then you've, you've got a vested rooting interest in it. There you go. All right, who do you have as your loser of the weekend? Well, it ties right into my loser. It's got to be LeBron James who is in a play-in game. You know, after everything that he said about the play-in games and the person who came up with it should be fired and – and that whole situation, because it's like it's it's a weird situation. Like they got to play Golden State. Curry's red hot right now. Uh, if they beat Golden State, well, congratulations, you get to play the red hot Suns, right? If you lose to Golden State, you have a chance of missing the playoffs entirely. But if you win that game, well, congratulations, you get Utah. It's I, I don't know. Maybe you could argue that they need some continuity and they need a couple of games to get going before they really step into the playoffs. But it's just it's a it's a weird situation for the Lakers to be in right now. 
And I'm fascinated to see if they can salvage anything in the postseason. Well, I, I, I was watching that game that they were playing against the Pacers the other night. And despite LeBron James saying he's never going to get back to hundred percent, he looked pretty damn good to me <laughs> jumping all around. Like he looked fresh. Spry. Yeah. He looked fresh. I mean, fresh legs. He was bouncy. He was active. I was like, okay, this guy, he, he, and that's, I don't blame him. Right. Hey, you know, you use this ankle. I'm going to get a little time off now. And I'm sure hey, a high ankle is, is no fun, but, if they are full strength, if he is healthy and Anthony Davis is healthy, it's hard to pick against him still in the West. Like it, it really is, especially with the way he looked the other night. I was like, oh, I, I, I'll say this. I would not feel comfortable betting against LeBron James right now. I just, right. I just wouldn't. I'll tell you what's crazy. Like if they, you mentioned how fresh he looks and, you know, he hasn't played a whole lot of games. Anthony Davis has missed a ton, too. But if they come back and they're fresh and they look good and they make their way through the playoffs, it's like everyone's just going to hold out, not hardly play any regular season, just because, I mean, NBA postseason is long, man. So I think, especially at this stage in LeBron's career, he's like, I don't care about the regular season. I don't care about that grind. Get us to the playoffs. And I'll be fresh. We'll be good to go. Be yeah. interesting to see if it works out. He looked good. They're they're playing New Orleans right now as we're recording this, but he uh he certainly looked good the other night and he's got 14 already against the Pelicans, 6 of 11 from the field. So I I think he's feeling Seems maybe okay. a little better than huh. he thought he was, or maybe okay. maybe he was playing possum a little bit with us. Imagine if he was ever if he was a hundred percent though, if he could just get back to that one hundred percent. I uh, I'll say this: I'm fired up for the NBA playoffs, and I know the Thunder aren't in it, but it's it, it feels like one of the more wide open years we've had in a long time. Whether it's yeah. Philly or Brooklyn in the East, like. Ha- I feel like we're really discrediting or just maybe even disrespecting Giannis and Milwaukee, right? I mean, they're still a really good team. So you've got the play in games. Like it's going to be fun, man. And then the West, who knows who's coming out of that? I mean, Lakers, Clippers, Suns, Utah. I mean, Denver, it's, it's wide open. It could be one of the best NBA playoffs in a long time. It really could. I hope it is. I hope it is. I hope you're right. Okay, guys, spring is here, and you know what that means. It's hard seltzer season, baby, and there's only one hard seltzer that we drink on this podcast, and that is Will and Wiley Hard Seltzer from Coop Aleworks. It's perfect for any occasion. We drink it by the pool, at the lake, and at the tailgate. It's made in Oklahoma, and it is absolutely delicious. Will and Wiley is customized for the Oklahoma lifestyle. Go find it right now in a store near you, and go follow them on social media at at Will and Wiley. If you're drinking some because of us, tag them. Let them know. Okay, for my winner of the weekend, thought about going with Vanessa Bryant because her ability to keep her composure under the circumstances of that Hall of Fame speech was so impressive. I mean, just so impressive. That could 
not have been easy. I, I, I don't even know how we could imagine what that felt like, but I thought she handled it unbelievably well. She did great. Doesn't that feel like it was like three or four years ago? Well, remember that was, it, it happened. Cause I was in, right I was before. in LA when it happened. We oh, were, really? we were, we were in LA going to the Grammys when it happened and it was like LA stopped and you saw it, it was this surreal feeling. So that was what February, February. It was yeah. right before, right before everything shut down. Stuff. Yeah. We, so that's why it feels like it's been four I years because it basically has in our minds. It's, it's amazing. It, it seriously feels like it has been years ago, but it's crazy. You know, she did great. It's tough. Yeah, that was that was tough. And credit to her. That was that was impressive. Uh, also thought about going with Mike Boynton, right? Because Bryce Thompson, the Oklahoma product, now he's transferring from Kansas to Oklahoma State. So you lose Cade Cunningham. I don't think. Bryce Thompson is quite in the same uh, on the same level as Cade Cunningham, but really good player, and that's a big get for Boynton. I also thought about going with Sam Houston, right? Big win over South Dakota State in the FCS championship game. The weather really delay, good game. lightning delay. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Always I always love a, a lightning delay in a championship game. That's tough, but that's still cool. I'm telling you, man, I and I doubt I don't think they're going to, but I wish they would play that in the spring every year. Okay. Why uh, other than saying, you know, you'd have a couple of the best players not play, like Trans Trey Lance did this year. Why wouldn't they? And I am I am one of those people that's like, hey, football's meant to be played in the fall, right? That's just how God intended it, right? Like you can say that, but when you really look at it, ESPN put some of the broadcast numbers out. They were doing way better viewership than they would in the fall. Like, that's obvious, but, I mean, how many kids would it really affect if they shifted to the spring? I feel like they would generate a lot more revenue for the schools. They'd get better TV deals as a result. Like, well, I'll tell you right now, if it wasn't a coronavirus year, Trey Lance would have been playing. Don't you think? I, I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to say because if he's like I'm going in top five, why would I even risk it? I I don't know if he would have, but I think there's only going to be one or two of those guys every year in the FCS, if that, if that, like maybe not if even every that. year. Yeah. So I I I think it's a I think it's a a no brainer, and you know you can even. Because when was the draft this year? What's what was the date? Was it the last weekend in April? Yeah, or last week. So your season could easily be over before that. I mean, there's plenty of time to get your season come. I know they didn't this year, but in a typical year, if you started in, you know, the second week of January, you could easily finish your season and be done with it. Yeah, those first couple weeks would be cold some places, but hey. Football's well, meant to be played in the elements. Well, NFL is – they're playing their last regular season game is like January 9th. Right. So, I mean, that that's that's football time. If there's still people going to be playing football, but it will be cold. But I, I don't I don't know. I like it. I think it's interesting and because I'll never be able to watch it on a regular Saturday. You know, it just 
and a lot of no one most people won't yeah and i've watched a ton of it this spring because i'm flipping through the channels like oh hey football yeah by the way that was an absolute laser from the schmid kid from sam houston to win the game that thing was on a rope in between three guys that was fun that was fun to watch we got off track a little bit there uh my winner of the weekend the pac-12 conference because they have a new commissioner his name george kliavkov i've i've asked many people and they're going with kliavkov and I'm, i'm all for it but i i find it interesting that people that don't like the hire are saying Klyavkov is too much like Larry Scott because he doesn't have any experience in athletics administration. People that like the hire are saying they like it because he operates completely differently and has a much different personality than Larry Scott. So either way, Larry Scott is just getting roasted all around, which is a a hilarious byproduct of this hiring. But I, I do like... Klyavkov, when you look at it, because he said some really good things in his opening presser, and obviously he was prepared for it, but acknowledged they have to improve in football and men's basketball. Said that's what butters their bread. <laughs> I was like, first of all, great phrase, but also very true. Uh, said he supports college football playoff expansion, which with how many college football playoffs the Pac-12 has been left out, the ADs and the presidents that he now represents are going to be excited to hear yeah, they that. They want to expand to 32, the Pac-12 does. Well, just, just take us all. Every team in the FBS, let's roll. Uh, also said he'll ask the athletic directors in the conference uh, what he can do to help them. Said he's going to go on a, a tour of the campuses of the conference, go meet with everyone. That uh, that was not Larry Scott's style. Larry Scott was one of those guys. He thought he was smarter than everyone else. Didn't really care what everyone else thought. But Klyavkov, he, he brings a unique back, background with his experience running the sports and entertainment for MGM. He has experience with digital media deals, done stuff with Hulu in the past, uh, did stuff with MLB media. But... It almost just feels like a good hire because he's not Larry Scott after the more I read that. I'm just like, but it it is interesting. Everyone saw the MGM stuff and they're like, oh, sports gambling uh, and all that. But it's really not that this it is about bringing revenue to the conference. And it it seems like this guy's got a lot of expertise in doing some things, especially could be a little more forward thinking to help the Pac-12 out because let's be real. They there's a big gap between them and everyone else when it comes to the revenue stuff. They need help. What are the chances if the Pac-12 doesn't make the college football playoff again this season that someone from the playoff committee goes missing? Because uh, the last name Kliakov from the gaming industry does not sound like a guy you want to cross, right? Sounds like a situation, and I know we're stereotyping a little bit, but where your thumbs could be in jeopardy, right? Your thumbs, thumbs could definitely. Uh... I love the move, though. I think it's good. I think it's um, it seems out of the box, but you know th- this 
what the Pac-12 needs is they don't need someone that's been in sports administration and is just going to do the same stuff. They need someone who uh, knows how to figure out the, the nuances, the landscape of the changing landscape of college football and what it means in the media, what it means to, to cover it and to get it on television and to get it streamed and to do all of, all of those things. I mean, you've got to find revenue streams and that's what he's done. You know, sports administration, sometimes like ADs are really good at what they do, but sometimes you need to go more to the business world. And this is because I know people don't want to hear this, but it's a big business and that's what they're running. They need someone that knows how to, to be in the business world. And it sounds like, sounds like he does. I I think it's, it's at least really interesting. and, And for me, I, I think it's a good thing for him. Yeah, I'm with you. It's going to be interesting to see how the Klyavkov era goes. It can't go worse. True. I mean, the only thing that can happen like from this point on are only positives. Like, I, all the other negatives have already been completed at this point. I guess he could find an even more expensive place to put the conference office there in San Francisco. <laughs> like He could upgrade the real estate maybe. Like remember that figure they were playing like a gajillion dollars in rent for the conference God. office. It's like in everyone else's offices are just like in small. Oh. Amazing. Uh, hey. uh, my guess is the, the offices will, will probably be located on the Vegas strip in a penthouse suite somewhere. That he, he talked about them embracing Vegas for Come more on. things and Hey, Go. that's where the money's at. All right. For my loser of the weekend. Thought about going with Scott Van Pelt, which is rare because I love Scott Van Pelt, but he must have had an over on the Thunder win total this season because he absolutely roasted the Thunder on SportsCenter. What the hell was that? I don't know. What's I, 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 I why the Thunder? Why now? He's not new to this. It's like, it's like he hasn't seen the NBA before. Come on. It was it was a little weird that he singled the Thunder out, especially they have the third worst record. They don't even have the worst record. I know. I, I don't know. It's it's fascinating. I the Thunder are not the first team. The Golden State did the same exact thing last year. I mean, teams teams do this. If they're not gonna be able to compete, if they're not gonna be able to go win a title, they go for the other end of it and because there's a reward on that end of it too. So, Hey, I'm with you. If, if on changing things, I don't know what the proper answer is, but it's funny that he singles out the thunder of all the teams that have done this over the last two, three decades. Yeah. I mean, the 76ers did it for like 10 years in a row. Trust the process. It was like a thing that everyone talked about, right? Yeah, and the weird thing about it is SVP, like during it, who acknowledged that, like, yeah, the, the, the best way for the Thunder to get better is to build through the draft. And the best way to build through the draft is to be really bad. I He had to have had a bet on it. I mean, he just had to have. Crazy. It's been a long time since they've won two games in a row. <laughs> long time. By the way, it's halftime right now. The Clippers didn't play a soul tonight. Thunder 62, Clippers 60. Oh boy, Ooh. it's a, it's a it's a takeoff, ladies and gentlemen. 
Okay, but uh, I also thought about going with whoever pulled this horrible prank on a guy named uh, Wontarius Bryant, who is a DB from Austin P. Someone was sending him text messages like they were the Atlanta Falcons defensive coordinator. He thought he was getting a rookie minicamp tryout with the Falcons. He showed up there. was like, hey, I'm here. Let's get rolling. Rookie minicamp tryout. Show you what I got. And they're like, dude, we haven't contacted you. We have no idea what you're talking about. Who, who does that to another human? What is wrong with people? That's brutal. I, I feel terrible for the kid for showing up there and walking in and feeling like a total fool. But I still feel like the Falcons should have let him go through the minicamp just because, right? Well, you're here. Let's let's get, get this guy a jersey. Get him a piece of tape on a helmet that has his last name. Let's see what he's got since he's here. Seems like he's a pretty good player at Austin Peace. I, I don't know, but remember the rookie minicamp stuff, it's cut way down like the tryout guys because of the corona stuff. So, I mean, that there are a lot of guys missing opportunities because of that. But I, I saw that story, and I was like – and he, he – put a public statement out on Twitter saying like, I hope I can get past this. I'm so embarrassed. Like, Oh, I just, I felt so bad for him, man. It was brutal. Like he said, just brutal. Hey, any publicity is good publicity, right? Any publicity is good publicity. I'm not saying that he's going to get picked up somewhere because of this, but it gets him on the board because I guarantee you people are talking about it in those Man. NFL offices. Oh, everyone is talking about it. Yeah. Hey, do you hear about this kid? Also, maybe this, maybe he can parlay it into like a good morning America sure. appearance or something. I sure. don't know. Something fun. Cool. But my loser of the weekend. Man, I've been excited to talk about this with you. <laughs> Ohio State football. Teddy, it is never good when you have to put out a statement that you've conducted a thorough investigation. And as a result of said investigation, you have banned a massage therapist from campus because of inappropriate actions with members of your football team. Maybe, and and maybe the best part of the statement that Ohio state released is them saying they don't believe any NCAA rules were broken, <laughs> which I love. I love that they clarified, right? Hey, let's make it clear. There's, there, hey, the massages involved benefits, but these were not extra benefits, okay? There's nothing of monetary value that was exchanged, I guess. I, but, and it sounds like Ohio State had been investigating this for a while. I, I can only imagine. You know, because they hire the law firm, do the investigation, whole thing, right? Can you imagine how awkward those interviews were with all those players? Um, so, uh, what, uh, what, what, what happened in the massage? You want to want to tell us about it? So she did your. So I've got this doll, and then quads, and then what? I've got this doll. <laughs> I want you to point on the doll. 
where she massaged you. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking about these grown men having to sit through these interviews. Being like, and let's make it clear. Like, it's funny. It's fun to laugh about. Nothing illegal happened. No one's getting arrested. Uh, I know a lot of people have been firing off Deshaun Watson jokes. Like, uh, And I personally don't think it's that funny to make those jokes, make that comparison because of – that once again, that Deshaun Watson thing keeps getting weirder and weirder. I know, but well, you—it's impossible to look at this thing and not view it through that lens, right? That's what I, the, the Deshaun I, Watson situation. Do you think? Do you think the timing? And I know uh, from the stuff I read, it sounded like the first complaint was filed like a year ago or something like that. I don't know how long the investigation, but I don't think them like the timing. I don't think it was coincidental where they probably really got serious about it because of what happened with Deshaun Watson. I think that was probably connected in some way, shape, or form, right? Well, here's here's the way I view it. They they found out that there was a masseuse that was targeting football players and for for sexual reasons. That's what they, right. they yeah, said. I mean, That's why she was targeting the football team. So it's one of those things where if you hear about this and it's going around, like you better get to it and get it out there and stopped immediately because if you wait, you never know what could happen or what could be said. And all it takes is uh, someone to make a statement against one of the players and the whole thing could could look really bad. So I, it's it's – not knowing really what was going down, it's it's a weird situation. But like when you when you view it through the Deshaun Watson lens, it you know even though it has no bearing on his case, like it's really it's probably like something that he would they like his defense team is probably looking at right and saying. See, this is a thing or whatever. I don't. I don't know. It's, no, it's, I know. What you, I, I know what you're weird. trying to say. I, I, I do think, and you know, it's fun to laugh about. But th- there was probably some moments for these kids, these Ohio State players, that you know, this investigation. Who knows how long it had been going on? It sounds like it's been a while. But it, that Deshaun Watson stuff came out, and these guys were probably freaking out. Oh, right? I know. Like, oh my yeah. god. This is going to happen to us. And clearly, and this is no surprise to anyone, but this was clearly something the guys had talked about in the locker room, right? Sure. They, had, they had spread the message, hey, go to this lady, you meet her in a hotel. Like, if you're going to get a massage in a hotel, I just want to point out, that's, that's a sketchy start. Sketchy start. But I can only imagine the panic going through that locker room going through some of those group texts right after the Deshaun Watson stuff started trickling out. And they're like, Oh my gosh, guys, like, is, is this going to happen to us? I mean, that had to be going through their head and that had to be, yeah, that couldn't have been much fun for those kids. No. And you know, it's scary. And again, it doesn't take, or it doesn't have anything to do with Deshaun Watson's case or any of the facts there. I don't know any of it. I, I don't know what's, what's going on there, but, it all it takes is like a statement, you know, and at that point, it's like you are you're playing defense. Like there is no like the, the court of public opinion usually gets to their answer fairly quickly without hearing a whole lot else. Yeah. 
So this was when it came out, I was like, oh boy, uh, every every podcast, radio show, TV show is going to get their jokes in. But Which, can you imagine? Seriously, if you're Ryan Day, it's like I being a head coach of a big time program has to be the most nerve wracking thing ever. Every phone call you get, it's like, oh my god, what is it now? Can can you imagine he's he's being briefed on this situation? He's just like, wait, hold on. How many guys? Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, no, we'll figure it out. Yeah, just let me know what I need to do. Let me know if I need to give a statement. But it, it sounds like Ohio State handled this thing very well from a legal standpoint. But uh I can't imagine the leadership there at the university. And remember how Ohio State views itself, right? The Ohio State University for something like this to come out yeah. about the Ohio State University's football players. That's uh, that's probably not making a lot of people around there happy, Ted. No. Well, hey, I like that they uh, went ahead and self-reported, even though they don't think any violations occurred. Um, I'm in, anxious to see what the NCAA says once they get to it in 2028. See if there's anything improper that took place. We'll find out. They'll, that's probably the time they'll get get to name, image, and likeness. Also. <laughs> so we'll see. Okay. On that note, episode 112 in the books. We'll have a new podcast that will drop Thursday morning. Just a reminder, you can hear Teddy from 2 to 6 on Sports Talk 1400. You can hear me from 3 to 5 on Sirius XM Big 12 Radio Channel 375. Hope you all have a great week. Till next time. We appreciate y'all for listening and do what you always do, Oklahoma. Take care of each other. Just one more time